welcome to the Great Gobbleson Podcast, your one-stop shop for gaming news and reviews. How are you today, Liam? I'm doing well. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing okay. That was cool. actually quite unpleasant. Oh. It usually is. I don't know why I put myself so <laughs> through such things. Just, just for art. It's for I, art, Liam. I don't know why I just don't cut the first the first version you did of this and just put and just put in the vid- front of the videos before we start. Because so that would just... get rid of the heart, Liam. The uh, heart and or soul. And it would put more effort on you, which is always better. So. Yeah. So um, first, we're going to talk about XCOM. Bureau... I can't but, remember the name of but, it. Uh, it's just called the Bureau XCOM Unfiled? Well, sorry, it's just called Declassified. Declassified, that's it. And we're also going to talk about the Steam trading card system that was implemented into Steam earlier this week. The NVIDIA Shield, which has been dated and priced. The new design environment for Android. The University of Texas is starting up a Blizzard... Um, well, and Blizzard have started this new course for undergraduates. We're going to talk about that. And two of our, two of Valve's old employees have split off from Valve and started their own company, creating an augmented reality glasses. And so we're going to talk about that. Hey! Anyway, uh, Gabbert, would you like to start with XCOM? Well, we saw some gameplay, and it looks pretty good. Yes. Um, it does look a lot more... <laughs> tactical than it looks a lot more tactical than I was expecting. It looks a lot better than I imagined. Yeah. The the guy described it quite well. He said that um, the XCOM before I can't remember what he said now. (laughs) He said it's it's like football. With the previous XCOM you were the coach looking down on your team but now you're a member of the team. Yeah. That's, that's, so I'm like pretty squad, sure that's you, what he said. I well, really balls that up. Well, basically, you're the squad leader in the game, and yeah. you got you got to tell your squad what to do to move over here. You don't have any direct control over them. You just tell them what to do, and they'll do it the best they can. If they're under fire, then they'll be they'll probably have to duck under cover and couldn't do the action you've told them to do so well. So you got to plan where they're going to move to, and hopefully they won't get shot or killed or anything. Yeah, um, it, it it looks pretty good. It's like third persony and shootery. It looks like the system that was in like that was more used in the first two um, Mass Effect games. Um, do you remember that? No, I've never really played Mass Effect. Okay, with the um, squad members, you could choose what actions that you could do by slowing down time, and then they have a special ability, or they have multiple special abilities. Like, oh, is that one... the wheel thing that they're showing off? Yeah. Yeah, so one could flip up, flip up an enemy, and then um, you could have it clear shots at it. So it's kind of like that. Actually, it's a lot like that. I think it actually they, but it's not completely stolen from it or taken from it. They've actually implemented and changed it a little bit to make it more tactical. Because in that, because in a Mass Effect, you never really used it at all. No, but I, I, I wouldn't really know. But <laughs> <laughs> this looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, hopefully this will be a good game. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I've just been distracted. But um, I couldn't I couldn't hold it in anymore. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, 
I I I sent yeah, Liam an image which has derailed the whole thing. <laughs> thanks, Garbutt, thanks. Uh... Um But anyway. Yeah, XCOM. XCOM. Do you wanna say Do you wanna say the tagline for the podcast? It could be good or it could be terrible. Exactly. Or which... all the other way around, which I think is what it usually is. But you change it on a weekly basis to keep everyone on guard. <laughs> we do love to keep people on their toes. Anyway, that's about it from the gameplay, isn't it? Uh, There's yeah. not really much to talk about. No, it's just something that I thought was worth talking about. If you want to look at the gameplay, I guess you just got to search for it. I'll just find the title of the video. It's uh, the signal mission. It's the... Yeah, um, just, the... it just says debut gameplay reveal, so just like type in XCOM... Bureau the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> moving and that, on, and that should that should be just fine. Yeah, moving on. Um, the stri- the Steam trading card system has been in beta now and is on Steam for anyone to use. Well, first and... we talk about that. The, th- the thing, I don't know if this is part of it or not, but they've made text bigger in the Steam chat, and it's really annoying. Um, yes, they have, but that's been there for a while, Garbutt. Has it? Is it just because I didn't update Steam for, like, two months or something? Probably, yes. Oh, and, uh, and, and there's can... something else to talk about after that as well. Because also... some DLC's been announced. Any, anyway, um, yeah, so Steam trading card... There's a Steam trading card system that's been implemented into Steam, which basically is when you play certain games, like the games that are supported with this are Don't Starve, Dota 2... CSGO, Team Fortress 2, Portal 2, and Half-Life 2. Um, when you play these games, you can, un- and you've played them for a while, like an hour, you'll unlock this card, a uh, trading card, which will be put into your inventory. Well, we've, unlocked, will... we've unlocked them for TF2 and um, CSGO. We didn't yeah. even play for an hour. Uh, no. I don't know, because I played CSGO once for like 20 minutes and I didn't unlock anything so I don't know how Maybe if it's random. Maybe there is a set time or if it is yeah. random and we were just very lucky but we've both got four cards and that was just through like playing both games for over two days so Yeah so um, if you collect a set you can like um, you can make them into one big you can or you can make them into a badge and when you have a badge you can unlock something like um, emoticons for the Steam chat um, profile backgrounds or coupons for a DLC or another game, yeah. which is cool. Um, also, I found out this week that they sell it for a lot on the uh, Steam Marketplace. I can, which is nice, you know. So if you're yeah. in the beta, you'll well, probably yeah, get. You, you can just go buy them if you want to get one that you don't have. You can just go buy it. They're not very expensive. I think the most expensive one that I had was like two quid or something, and that was the most expensive one there, so... Yeah, you can so get you can, quite like, cheap. So, it's maybe a trading system, but what's probably going to happen is people are just going to put them on the marketplace and you're going to be like, oh, they're selling one for 2p! Well, there'll probably be, like, a subreddit made, or they'll do it on a subreddit that's already there. People will probably trade them through that. Yeah. Because well, they, people they, still they, will trade them, because some people don't have, like, money to waste on things like that. No, well, what, 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 um, what, what Valve has probably done? They, the, some people don't know this, but Valve actually employed an economist, economist for um, working out the T, TF2 man economy. <laughs> when you said at, that, it sounded like you said e-communist. Um, communist. 
a they they employed a communist to help with this, but no, they've <laughs> employed a communist, and so they're working on. Let's say they worked on like the TF2 economy and the Dutch 2 marketplace and the Steam marketplace. They've probably been at work on this trading card system, so it's probably going to be very fair, or it's just going to crash like Greece. They're probably all just like, oh shit, look what's happened to Diablo. My stocks, my stocks. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about in-game economy. <laughs> yeah, that literally, it is an in-game economy. They're talking about the stocks as in trading card stocks. Oh, oh. Diablo's oh, really screwed up now. Is it? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, the like on certain servers, the whole economy is just like... <laughs> and because <laughs> they're, not, they're not getting rid of money that people kind of used exploits to get. They're not getting rid of that money. They're just leaving oh. it. I think that's what they're doing anyway. That's last I heard. I haven't really been paying attention because I don't play so, Diablo anymore. So the so the economy in, in Diablo is like really inflated because there's too much in- It's not on every currency. server. Okay. It didn't happen on every server. It was only like one or two, I think. Okay, so on two servers, like the economy's like screwed and inflated. Yeah, unless they have sorted it out, which they might not uh, have done. So don't trust this information. It could all be just completely bull. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, it, it, it's cool. I've been I I've been actually pretty addicted to getting these cards. Like when we're when we're Have playing, they done we're anything like else. With this? Um, the, no, it's in beta right now, so they could be adding stuff. Like there's no, more I mean, games. Is there anything else with this beta? Uh, not that I know. No, no. Apart from the emoticons, that's going to be added to the um. Yeah, there's only going to be... Well, there's the um, Steam profile update. Oh, yeah, with backgrounds and things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the new layout, but that's nothing really to talk about. Is that there yet? Yeah, it's there. It's <gasps> I can profile. put a background on my profile. Well, you have to unlock it first by collecting all the... um <laughs> Trading cards. And you could probably buy... I don't know if you could buy them at the marketplace. Let me just go to the marketplace for a second. Let me see. But, yeah, I... I, I like I like the um, trading card for some reason. I wasn't expecting to like it. I was expecting to be like, uh, more Well, it's hats. just so easy, isn't it? You don't really have to do anything. No, you just play you the just game. play games you enjoy. Yeah, which and is hopefully way. more games will take this on. And yeah, then it'll be like, yeah, here's more games you enjoy. Um, I can't really see any. Oh, one minute. Uh, I need to search for a background. It is pretty cool. Did you say that they were gonna um? Like the uh, badges can get you free games and things, or is it only? They can get you um, coupons. Does that entice? Does that get you a free game? It can if you've got enough in your wallet. What enough money or what? Yeah. Well, if you get it, coupons are like going to be like forty percent off this game or oh, okay. 6%. Oh, okay, so it's like reductions and stuff. Yeah. But still, that's pretty cool. Like getting money off a game just for playing another game. Yeah. So I'm looking in the um. Marketplace right now, so the um, well the the stuff that people are buying right now, like Steam backgrounds for like Dota Two. There's a Paul Two logo, which can be I don't know. Yes, yeah, profile background. So the so there's going to be a Paul Two logo in your background of your Steam profile. Um, Dota Two Ancients background that's going for a pound. Um, turrets starting at fifty five p. Um, bots. What the hell? Oh, that's Atlas and Peabody on your background. Just stuff oh, like this. I might buy GLaDOS. Where's GLaDOS? It's a trading card. Oh, well, we can unlock it later and 
Portal 2, maybe. <gasps> That's a good point! I need to yeah. install Portal 2! <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's the Steam training cards. Yeah, so that's Steam training cards. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, moving on to the NVIDIA Shield. NVIDIA Shield, which is a handheld game console that can be folded into a clam-like shape with two little bits coming off it, because it's, it's like a game controller with a screen. I just thought I would start by saying that. So it's a game, <laughs> game controller with a screen. It's a game controller with a screen. Uh, from tomorrow, worldwide, I, actually, yeah, I think it's worldwide pre-orders start tomorrow, but people in the US and Canada, if you sign up on the website for notifications, I think you can pre-order it now. Okay. Which is going to be pointless, because this comes out after the 20th, this podcast, so on after the 20th, anyone can pre-order it, I think, for 349 US dollars. Okay. Um... Okay, so um, well, the specs on this it has the Tegra Four processor. Tegra Four processor, which has a max uh, clock speed of one point nine gigahertz. It's a dual core. Uh, the graphics run off that it can support four K resolutions using the mini HDMI port on it. Yeah. I, I I know a lot about this console now. Yeah, it has two two um gigabytes of RAM. Two gigabytes of RAM. On, and... on on the small screen, it has seven twenty p display. Yeah. Which is pretty good most... Well, I know that the DS isn't 720, the 3DS. I don't think it is anyway. Yeah. Um, this is considerably more powerful than a DS anyway. And I believe it's more powerful than a PSP. Or a PS Vita, even. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty damn cool. And Also, I think you've got the most important thing. What? You've got the most important thing, Garber. The output could go up to 4K resolution. I, I said that. Oh. Actually. Oh, I didn't... I wasn't listening. Sorry. But... You don't usually listen to me, but it's fine. It, go, it goes up to 4K, though. It goes up to 4K, yeah, but only so, with mini so... HDMI. Oh. But I think that's but, the so... only one on there, <laughs> so it doesn't really so, matter. So people that are unimpressed with today's technology yeah. and think that HDTVs aren't good enough, you can always get yourself a 4K TV and plug this baby yeah. into it. Yeah, but mm. it's got 16 gig of flash storage inbuilt, which you mm. can probably expect to have half of that usable once you've got Android on there. Yeah. If, it, if it's not a stock version of Android, which I don't think it will be. Yeah. If it is a stock version of Android, it'll probably be like 4 gig on there, so you, like, you'll have like 12 gig to use. But I think it supports up to 64 gig uh, like additional memory with a micro SD card. I think it supports that much. It'll either be like 32 or 64 gig, which is plenty for Android games. Well, doesn't doesn't this um, stream games as well? It streams games, but you have to be within your within like a network. You can't just do it anywhere. So it's like the. Um, so you can you... You, you can play games in bed. Your computer's got to be on because mm. it uses your computer's power to do it, yeah. and you need to have a decent broadband connection it only works at the moment with gtx well nvidia graphics cards and the lowest one is the gtx 650 which is like a kind of mid-range card uh it doesn't work with any amd cards or any mobile gpus you need like yeah. four gig of ram and i3 2100k or the equivalent amd processor this is all off the top of my head by the way <laughs> <laughs> You're doing uh, well. Keep going. Um, 
uh, Windows 7 or 8. This is only in beta at the moment. There's the okay. six games listed on their website that are featured at the moment, which is Batman Arkham Asylum, Portal 2, Left 4 Dead 2, oh, balls, I can't fail at this point. Hawken. Skyrim. Um, Hawken. What? Hawken. That's not on their featured thing at the moment, but it probably works oh. with it. I saw a screenshot with it working. Oh, did you? Uh... There are a lot of games working with it. Um, they've got Steam Big Picture working with it, I think. Hmm. So you can actually like use Steam like you would on a TV with a handheld, which is pretty cool. Because yeah. I, I would imagine the normal Steam interface would be quite difficult. Although it is a touchscreen device, so that might not be too difficult if it is just normal Steam. But yeah, yeah. It, it looks pretty good. It's meant to have really good speakers. It's meant to be quite comfortable to use. The touchscreen's meant to be quite good, and yeah, overall it looks pretty good. What a lot of people are saying is this is really quite expensive for a handheld, because it is more expensive than a PS Vita and a 3DS. But you've got to remember that when you are paying for games for something like a DS or a PS Vita, they cost like 30 quid now. Games Mm. on Android cost nowhere near that amount. Like, you can get a lot of games for free on Android. Yeah. So you're not gonna, you're gonna save a lot of money there. And neither the PS Vita or the DS have the ability to play PC games on them. So yeah, and streaming and stuff. Yeah, the, and, and they're not running probably, Android, so you don't have that flexibility. Yeah, and you also get probably all the Android apps as well, like Netflix and stuff. Yeah, it does say it's pure Android, so I think you can just download a, like just all of the apps. Cause, yeah, it's it's running Play Store, so hmm. you'll be able to just use the normal Play Store. There might be some things that don't work with it. Like, with certain phones, things work. But it is running Jelly Bean, so... Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, again, the price is going to be $349. And be out on the end of June. That's It hasn't given a specific yeah, date. Yeah, that, that's, that's when it will month. ship. Okay. At the end of June. So, that, that might just mean that they're not sure how many orders they're going to get and things. So, it's a bit difficult for them to judge if they'll be able to send them all out at the same time. Okay. Um, so that's about it for the, um, NVIDIA Shield. Bloody hell, I said a lot there, didn't I? You did, you did. <sighs> it's time for the new design environment for Android. Da, 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 da. That's, so, that's my part done. So this week, <laughs> so this week, um, Google had their yearly Google I.O. event. Uh, so a lot of new things were announced, but we're only going to focus on one thing this week. Which was the new design environment for Android called Android Studio, which is going to replace the awful... Um, oh, God. The What's awful Eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. Yeah. Which, um, oh. if any developer knows, was awful. It crashed. I tried using that, and it was just like... Well, my, the problem was, it kept crashing, and everything you look up online, it says, yeah, you just got to deal with that. Oh, wow. Gonna is, lose is the um, like, uh, notepad bit actually integrated with this? Yep. Oh wow! Everything, so the coding, it, and so it, your, all of your code is integrated. That's beautiful. Yeah, and also colors are previewed automatically when you write it out, so you know, and so are icons. So once oh. once you've, yeah, so it, it's really, <laughs> it, so it, this may seem boring to some people, but for developers like us, is like really good stuff. That just sounds amazing. Even even something like Unity, which is meant to be really really easy to use, doesn't have things like that. And this, yeah. is, and this is a fr- this is a freaking mobile platform. What the hell are people like Epic Games and the people that make Unity doing? 
Um, well, they're working well, Epic... very hard on other things, aren't they? In reality, yeah. <laughs> e- Epic Epic Games are kind of working on their new engine. Yeah. And shut up. <laughs> You'll wake up with a horse's head in your bed. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, the um the actual the Android Studio is not based on Eclipse anymore. It's based on the community version of IntelliJ IntelliJ. Well, I don't know how to say. It. I think it's Intelligent. Do you want to link to it to me? Um, sure. Uh, and I'll just carry on talking. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's this, based... this, this look, this actually does look from the screenshots of it. It does actually look quite Unity esque. Yeah, it automatically ren- renders your um program, so yeah. you don't have to emulate it, which is was really awful well, for testing. It, it's kind of got a weird integrated emulation system, hasn't it? Where it shows it on different platforms. Yeah, and for different, screen that... to show what it will look like on different screens and things. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So you can see what it would look like on a tablet and like on a smaller phone, and that's, that's yeah. really really cool. This is a really really good. Oh it also, bloody hell! It also automatically re- uh, translates to different languages. Oh, so well done, Google. Thank you. So I'm never going to use it, but thank you. Well, no, because every single string you write is going to be so. When you're testing for other languages, if one of the um, fonts are too big on one language, you can individually lower that down. Oh, that is really good. Or change the translation to a smaller word. So, yeah, you will know as a programmer. You will no longer need to know how to say different languages. Just oh. use translate. It looks really simple to use as well, which it is, is the they, problem they... with a lot of development environments. Because like a lot of people want to do it, a lot of people would want to make an app or something like that. But the main thing that's holding them back isn't like not being able to program because that's not difficult. It's the, the um, environment. It's the environment, yeah, because Eclipse was just terrible. Yeah, that's what I, I I tried to do Eclipse a few months ago, and it's just really difficult to do. I tried to do it do. last year, towards the end of the year, and it was just like, no, I'm not doing this. It was Yeah, you've got to set up a debug system, which and an emulator, which I don't know how it worked. Oh, you don't need it, to anymore because this exit, well, this will exist soon. Yeah, so no more emulators which crash all the time and don't work. They're slow. They don't, they're just terrible. Yeah, there's not really any point in trying to emulate some software to see how it will work on a device and then it not working properly. Yeah. It's kind of so, difficult. Yeah, um right now it's in beta and you can download it now. I haven't had I haven't had a go at it just yet, but Probably by next week we may come back to this and do it instead of the review. So because yeah, it looks pretty good. We don't have a review this week either, though. So no, no, we forgot to mention that. But we've got more. No- <laughs> we've mentioned it now. So if you, yeah, if, you, if you're here for the review, leave now. Well, by the title, they hopefully understand there's no review. You never know. But anyway, um, I think that's enough for the Android environment. Um, yes. Time to move on to the University of Texas and Blizzard stuff. Yeah, so the University of Texas and an employee for Blizzard, uh, Paul Sams, have launched kind of like an academy thing, which is really just kind of like a game development course. It's a 12-month post-baccalaureate program. God, that was I hard think, to say. I think, what is it, post-baccalaureate or whatever it says? Um, is it... I don't live we're in America. We're from the UK, so yeah, I think it's just going to be like a undergrad course. Yeah, 
So we don't know. We're from England, so we have different terminology for it. This is going to be extremely exclusive, though. A lot of people are going to want to be 20 doing places. This. 20 places for a whole year. So that is ridiculous. But these are going to be people that are kind of going to get jobs at Valve and things. They're going to be that good. And, and I, I won't... I wouldn't really... I think... I'm I kind of like... I don't really know what to think about this. I think the only reason to join this course is because of the names. Like here in the UK, there are we already have like two ton of game development places. Um, well, not like the thing, not is, like Digipen, it's, but it's probably not going to be like a traditional course. There will probably it probably won't be paid for and things. You probably won't have to pay and things like that. I mean, Blizzard would be pay- pretty tight if they're just going to be like, Meh, no. And I'm pretty sure well, Paul Sam's is probably quite rich, so. Well, it, it's it's going to be also guided by Warren Spector, who was yeah. a writer on um, Deus Ex. Yeah. Uh, Epic. Well, he, he's the one that's like writing the curriculum, isn't he? Yeah. Um. I I think the only reason this course is being talked about is because of the names behind it. Because yeah. if we'll, we'll take, I'm going to take an example from a university near us in Bristol, the UE, which is which has a gaming development course, um, just like this, except it's longer. Um, but and it's called te- games technology, but whatever. And it's, yeah, well, it, it's still going to be talking about game development in the yeah. same way this is, but it's going to be longer for a four-year course. Um, one year is going to be away. Yeah, but then you as- do come out of a degree, and well, a post-baccalaureate isn't a degree. It's like I think it's like a foundation course. So you so- do, so you do like one year of university, and then you can go into university, like just go straight into the second year, I think. I think that's how foundation course works in England. I'm not really sure, but I, this isn't like this isn't a degree. You're not going to get a degree out of okay. for, after 12 months because you're only making but one it, game for a 12 month process anyway. Well, I, I would say that doing like a course, a four year course, is going to be better than doing this because oh, yeah. even though you won't have the you won't have names like Paul, Sam's, or um, it depends Spectre, on what you're you looking have... for though, doesn't it? If yeah. You're, if you're already very good at development, if you're already like if you're already developing games and things to a decent level and you don't want to go to university for four years or to college in America for four or four, three or four years, then this would be quite good just to get yourself known a bit more because there are only 20 people on this course. And I mean, like 20 people. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think it would be better and cheaper just to go to, just to make a prototype and go to GDC if you know what you're doing in yeah, that but you case. Might, but you might just want more knowledge, though. Um, I, and pe- do... people would simply do this just for the experience of working with people like Paul Sams and people like that, wouldn't they? Yeah. But I'm sure there will be better ways and easier ways than going to this, doing this. I think getting an internship at a job at a game development studio... And just showing it around the Most company. games development studios, to get an internship, they require, like, they say that you need to be already on a course. If it's in, like, a proper studio. Um, I don't, I'm just trying to... Because I don't think this is... Just one year, 12 months. And most internships aren't 12 months either, so... Yeah. Most inter- but... internships are, like, 12 weeks in America. They're not very long. Yeah, I just think twelve months is kind of useless for a game development course because well, well, it, well, it, it is. They're, they're doing so... it with the assumption that you're going to move on and go further with it. 
which is mm. I don't know. I think it'll be a good. It, I think it'll be a good opportunity for twenty for the twenty people. Well, but it's just I, think... I just don't. I wouldn't try and do it myself because no. But some people might really want to. It might mean a lot more to other people than it does to us. Yeah. Well, there's well also the, there's the dropout rate. So it's probably going to start off with twenty, but it's going to slowly go back to ten. So it's well, the amount personal. of F, the amount of competition that will be with this sort of thing, they will probably get the best possible twenty students. So, I mean, yeah. I, I I would say probably only like one or two people would drop out if that, because these people will have to work really hard to get onto this. Yeah. And probably really hard to stay on this course. Probably, yeah. But you're only making yeah. one game, so... Well, one game... Well, we know how hard it is to make one game in a year, and it's pretty hard, and you're not going to end up with... It's hard for some people who just like yeah. to draw. Yeah. Who God, just like we, to... we take the piss a lot, don't we? <laughs> we do, but people at home don't know who we're talking about, so it's fine. No. Well, I think we should move on from this, though, because it's kind of like a very boring subject for most people. Yes, and I get, I don't know where I stand on this, so we're just going to move on. I, th- I think it's a good idea, but I, uh, I think it's a bad idea. So, <laughs> um, our final topic is the Valve. Well, well, Valve were working on these um, augmented reality glasses before they fired um, twenty five people who were working on it because they were going to focus more on virtual reality, and they have developed, made their own company and kept the technology. Explain so the, the difference between augmented and virtual reality so people that don't know do know. Virtual reality is more like um, the Oculus Rift. Yeah. Well, so people might not know what that is. Well, augmented reality, I believe this is... It's more I think Google this Glass. Is. Yeah, they take, yes. they take a like something that already exists and then and lay something it. over it. Yeah. So, like, if you're, this is an example, Google Glass were going to do the thing with Google Maps or something like that, weren't they, where you'd be able to see, you put, like, you'd be using Google Maps and it would show you, like, pointers in front of you in real life on, like, a road, showing, like, the name of the road and things. Yes. So it it digitally imposes something over what you're already looking at. Yeah. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, and virtual reality just shows you the thing you would be looking it's at. It's just like having a, a TV screen strapped to your face. Yeah. But it's more complicated than that, but that's basically oh, yeah. just. Anyway, um, Jerry Ellsworth, who is known for making the um, Commodore 64 joypad and the Commodore 64 guitar. Um, Bloody and... hell, claims to fame. <laughs> Literally, she, she made made the Commodore 64 joypad. Oh, it's a joypad. she. Yeah. Oh. She's, if you search her, she basically looks like, um, what's her face? The the girl who does the guild. Oh, what, um, bloody hell, now I can't remember her name. Cheers, Lou. <sighs> uh, well, Felicia I, I, I Day. Had it, yeah, Felicia Day. She looks like Felicia Day, oh, slightly. Um, she's like a really uh, chubby, well, chubby in the face Felicia Day. I don't think she really yeah. looks that much like Felicia Day at all. <laughs> well, that's the only thing that slightly reminded me of. When I first looked, it's like, oh, it looks like Felicia Day. Because she's got red hair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, she made, like, a, a um, Commodore 64 joypad in the back of the garage, and then she made it into a official product all on her own at, like, the age of 16, I think. I can't remember. And then she also recently made the Commodore 64 guitar, which changed the keynotes. In the noises that a um, Commodore 64 could do, and made them into proper guitar noises. So, 
so and also the there was a program I fired from. Yeah, you said sorry, garbage. Just send me a picture, Felicia Day. Yeah, lying down. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she's been eaten by a hair monster. I think that's just her hair. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, what Liam, was saying? Continue. Come on, man. Anyway, and also the another a programmer working on this called Rick Johnson, who whose only claim fame was is like Valve games, a few a few other game games like Quake, and the recent most recent game he worked on was Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh no! <laughs> like, he, through all the good work he did, he went to work for Sega. I feel so sorry for him now. He works on Portal 2 and then he works on Colonial Marines. Oh, Maybe he oh. was the guy that worked on the tech demo that wasn't actually part of the game. Everyone <laughs> Maybe. really liked. Maybe that was we... that guy. Let's just hope it was that guy. <laughs> anyway, they, they continue to work on the augmented reality glasses after leaving Valve. So this is basically the same tech they were working on for a year. And then... Well, would you want to drop a project like that after a year? Well, then... Well, no, Valve basically said, we don't want to go the direction of um, augmented reality because we want to yeah. focus more on virtual reality because it's better for our products. Um, so, and then Gabe, they, they, they said, we're not going to shelve this or whatnot. We're not going to get our lawyers to say you can't continue with this, so you can just continue well, working on no this product. there's no point in them doing that, is there? Well, they, other companies, like, if it was something like um, a car company or even Microsoft and they were working on some new Oh, yeah, software. they would do, but that doesn't mean there's any reason for them to do it, does it? Yeah. I, but... I find it really, it's just petty when companies do that, especially if they're not going to use the technology anytime soon. Yeah, It might actually benefit Valve this, because <laughs> it means they're not paying for the research and for the development well, they, they, of this anymore. They did drop a year's worth of funding into this. Yeah, but that means they don't have to pay for it anymore, does it? So yeah. it means if they ever want to use something like this in future, they're not the ones that actually did the development for it. Yeah. Which I, I could cause other problems, but it can save a hell of a lot of money. Although but, I don't think Valve are very short on money. No, I, I find it kind of nice that Gabe let them do that. It's like, yeah, we don't care. Here you go. Yeah. Anyway. They might have offered him something in return. <laughs> anyway, this new glasses, the glasses are called Cast AR. And they were showing off three. They, well, they, they they made by using two projectors which send light to a special surface which reflects back into the glasses into the person's eyes at 120 hertz, um, which are they also well, have that an infrared. Well, painful. Uh, uh, uh. Well, it it basically 120 gives... hertz. Do you get it? Yeah. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, it's really. That it, I means it's really smooth and such. So just. Technically, it's very impressive. Um, they also have an infrared camera on the top and a normal camera on the top, so it can create these 3D effects. So it monitors where your head's moving and such, and creates these 3D effects. It's just very um, clever. It can also recognise objects. So um, one of the they have three demos. One was a magic wand demo. So one person was having this, was holding this um, stick. Basically, and swinging around in this sort of Jenga-like environment, smashing down towers. Um, the second demo was they had these special cards which had these chips in it, and then you throw it down on the surface. The um, glasses recognize the chip in the cards, 
and they create a well. The what they created was TF2 characters. Oh so yeah, basically... things like that have been done before. That isn't anything new. No, but it's kind of impressive on yeah, these. Yeah, pretty ritual. cool. Yeah, and so they basically had the scout and the um, heavy fighting each other on the surface. The important they... part of this is the fact that you're not using a screen to do it. Yeah. Well, the final demo was also they had it using multiplayer. So two people had the glasses on. They had two separate glasses on, and they're holding um, Xbox controllers, looking at the surface, playing sort of like a zombie game. Um, That's pretty cool. The... Yeah. Again, so probably these... not that complicated, but still pretty cool. Yeah, well, well probably compl- it's probably really complicated, but when you say it like that, it's not really complicated, but the ste- tech behind it is probably really complicated and it's pretty... Well, the part that's complicated is actually getting the augmented reality to work in the way that it does. Oh yeah, the game's not... The game's basic... Look, it's really basic, the yeah. game. It's just... But doing tech. a multiplayer wouldn't be that difficult. If you're no, using it's running like a wireless network or something like that. No, all these games are running in the Source Engine. Well, it, a variant of the Source Engine. They didn't say which version, but it looked it was higher. It was better than the um, Pulled Two version, so it could be Source Two. We don't know. So, so what? these were all. Ru- oh. I don't know. So these were all ru- weren't running in the Source Engine. Um, so we know that Source is fully now can work in augmented reality and virtual reality. So. The, the wizards at Valve have been able to vastly improve Source, basically. Yeah, apparently so. Um, an engine made in 2004 can use augmented and virtual reality technology, which is very impressive for Co. back in 2004. Um, the original prototype... Well, don't, don't, tab- don't say it's impressive with virtual reality. You used to be able to avoid virtual reality sets like 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, but they were awful. Have you seen yeah. some... Yeah, yeah, but so what? The technology's existed for long enough, hasn't it? Oh yeah, all te- yeah, most of these technologies have just for a long while. It's o- just o- now augmented that... reality's been an idea for a very long time. It's just no one's been able to pull it off as well as is desirable. Yeah, but now it's getting to that peak point where now we're actually getting to the point where it's affordable and easy to do. Yeah, in in the minds of big companies like Google and Valve. Yeah. Um, the original prototype was cancelled due to more of a focus on VR. So everyone had so people who were working on on the projects had a choice could either work on virtual reality or they were fired, and twenty five were fired. Oh wow! Which, yeah, so a, a hundred hundred people company twenty five being fired is kind of a big thing. So there's now only seventy five people working about now. So that's actually a huge amount of people for a software company. Yeah, it is. It's a huge amount um, for any company, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Um, so the, well, some of the notable people were like the hardware, some of the hardware people, and the um, guy who was working on the, um, on well, who who worked on the source filmmaker. He's now gone. So all so now the source filmmaker is not going to get. They were just like go away, <laughs> go you. We liked your shorts, but we're not. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um, and that's about it. Gabe gives them their complete support, and they'll know the lawyers will get involved in this project. I wonder and what they, they had u- to give him to get his complete support. We've already made that joke once today. No, it's a different joke. Oh, go. Please, finish the joke. No, because you've ruined it now. Okay. Now whatever I say won't be funny. Cheers, okay. Liam. You've ruined this podca- podcast single-handedly. 
anyway, that's that's all I have to say. Do you have any input on this? No. Is that the last thing? Yep. Wow. That's the end of the podcast. Okay, so you should go subscribe to us at uh, youtube.com forward slash Greg Garbison. You should also check out the new network that we've joined, which is Nonlinear Gaming, all one word. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Thank you for watching. Any last words, Liam? Goodbye. Bye.